This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a pothead fucker? the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers. Going live This is Live at Five, Live hey, at Five, oh, Live yeah. at Five. Live indeed. Oh, oh, little loud, little loud there. Oh, yeah. Earl Shive, no ups, no extras. $99. All right, I think we're on the air. Oh, we are. Nine minutes after, I could give you the time, at least, as I try to breathe here on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday means uh, it's uh, Prince Spaghetti Day. It's also Joe Stanley Day. Uh, well, Joe should be calling it at the bottom of the hour. If you have a question for Joe about legal matters that matter to you, uh, tell me now. Forever hold your peace, if you could. Yes, there you go. You know, listening to Hannity sometimes, like I said before, I hope I'm not as repetitive as he is. He's on for three hours a day. Then he's got his one-hour show. Uh, I swear, he's like a soap opera. You could really pick up on Hannity where you left him about 20 years ago. I love the guy, but he talks the same talk. Uh, and so, oh, we can be making our own oil right here. I mean, this is all avoidable. I mean, I get it. I get it. How many times could you say that? Uh, but I love it when he has uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly on. It, it's, it, I mean, here's the thing. Bill O'Reilly was my favorite, no doubt, on uh, 8 o'clock. You know, any pundit that would be on uh, cable news in the last 20 years or so. And I'm going back to the days of Hannity and Combs. It was always something to look forward to. And also, I'll, I'll throw in another one, uh, uh, Larry King, although I think Larry King was at 9, whichever. The shows you wanted to look forward to. If Larry King had a, uh, a, a, someone, a guest on, uh, like Bill Clinton or you know, Joe Torrey, whatever the deal was, you, you, you look forward to it. Uh, I, 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 I never thought I'd look forward to Tucker Carlson like I do now because I knew him at CNN. He was already working at, uh, he was with Fox and Friends, whatever they were calling the morning show when he was there. And then, of course, Bill O'Reilly got caught with his pants down. But here's the thing. As much as I liked O'Reilly, I really love watching Tucker Carlson. His stuff is just unbelievable. Last night, of course, he went on and on and on about the Steve Colbert mess down there in Washington and also showed how Steve Colbert is just blowing it off. No big deal. Those people that you know, created their own so-called insurrection 2.0 were already let out of jail. He said it was no big deal. And his audience you know, said, oh, it's fine. Uh, and, and then, you know, Tucker went on to say, it's like if you look at the demographics and the amount of people listening to him, there's not many people listening or watching, I should say, late night TV like in the old days when Johnny Carson dominated uh, that, that, that time frame. Uh, so it, it, I just love when he's, you know, there's one guy that just sticks up for, for all of us, really, and he puts his neck out on the line because, you know, he gets abused like we all do. I mean, I, I, I get abused right here, sometimes right on the show. Uh, online, uh, mayor's, the mayor's blog is brutal sometimes. 
Uh, and it's just, you know, I, I don't get it. But, you know, some people just have the same old narrative that if they don't like what you're saying, it's certainly not, not, not going to like you. And sometimes I can see some constructive criticism if someone, say, for instance, said some, something like I just said about Hannity, hey, Glenn, you're too repetitive, or you say you know too much, or stuff like that, things that, you know, I would need someone to tell me, then that's constructive criticism. But there's no constructive criticism. It's just this an instant jump to conclusion, you're a bad person. You're just bad. So, anyway, I'm getting off the beaten path here, but uh, uh, when uh, O'Reilly was, was let go, and I figured, oh, this is a step down, I don't know if I'll... Watch Fox News at eight o'clock. Well, I can't. I can't wait till eight o'clock. That said, Bill O'Reilly coming on anyone's show. Uh, he doesn't do it on the Ben Shapiro show, but he, uh, often you'll hear him on Glenn Beck. It doesn't matter what time of the week. Normally, he used to do it on Thursdays. Now it just pop up out of nowhere. And uh, he was on Hannity today. It's just great radio. It really is. The guy talks from the heart. Uh, you know, he's not scripted. He doesn't repeat himself like others, and he's got a different message. Uh, so, and again, I know I have him on Facebook. I, I try to tune into his message of the day and whatnot. He tries to create the old set from the, uh, from the, uh, from the factor. But uh, it's just not the same. It's just not. But that said, uh, hearing him on Hannity today and other radio shows, he really hits home. He truly does. All right, so uh, Scott Gray is supposed to be calling in today. He's calling my, my uh, let, me just, let me just take this real quick. He's calling my phone. Scott, can you call the station? No, no, seven five five twelve forty. Okay, great. So we're gonna get, and this is what I was expecting. I was just about to announce this, but Scott uh, uh, missed uh, the the phone number because he was in with with Jeff today. He thought he could be in with me in the studio today, but he couldn't. So now he's calling in. So here we have. And uh, this is Scott Gray. How you doing, Scott? No, it isn't. Oh, it's not. Uh, Glenn, I called the hotline on the debate. Yeah. That wasn't held. He uh, bailed on the VFW. And he doesn't want you involved as a moderator. He doesn't want John Moore involved as a moderator. Listen, do me a favor. Can you call up after Scott? Because I have him on the other no, line. No, I want you to uh, ask him this question. Okay. Am I, yeah, what is, does he want the questions mm-hmm. to? All right. I don't, I don't he know. He wants to control right. the subject matter. On a, it's too late for a debate now. You know, what is it? Well, Tuesday? next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you yeah. can't have it. He wants to know the subject matter. Well, they why ha- is he intimidated by this woman? I'll I can't ask figure him. it out. All right, I'll ask him. But thank you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I gotta go because I have to be courteous. You have to have uh, Scott. How are you there? I am here. All how right. are you? Good, good, good. I know you were in with uh, Jeff today. How did you think you did on today's uh, show? You haven't been on the radio in a while, so uh, it's uh, it's good to see you back at the I, station. How did I do? Yeah. Did what did I do on the radio? Yeah. Today? I think I did okay. I, uh, re- I mean, the text messages I received were favorable, so. Uh, I thought it was a good interview. Uh, we weren't a lot on the race. It was general stuff, but uh, it was a good interview. Yeah. So, no, I love doing the radio. No, I know you do. I know you do. And I know that yep. uh, they were coming down to the nitty-gritty. Real quick, were you surprised they did not push back the, are you happy, I should say, uh, Scott, uh, that they did not push the primary to August like the other two? Yeah, and I think it's a whole failure of the system that they had to push even the congressional and the Senate uh, primaries back, right? That, right. Um, that, that the state legislature could not draw lines that were constitutional to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. It shows you how the corruption that we have in our system. Um, you know, it's clear that, uh, you know, the, the system is just, it's fractured. And, 
you know, that's why that's why there's got to be more of a balance of power in New York State, and that's why there's got to be. It's important to have a good mix of Republicans in there. Somebody that's going to stand up, be strong, right. and have a voice. Yep. Well, and again, as you as you can see, you know, uh, Mr. Zeldin, Congressman Zeldin, Zeldin from uh, he's running for New York State governor. A lot of people pick on him, and I, I'm just going to approach this this way because they say, "Oh, you were you know you were Cuomo supporter. You voted for Cuomo when you were state senator for so many years, and uh, and now you're going to call yourself a conservative." And, and, and from time to time, Scott, some pe- you know, people, obviously, as a legislator for 20 years, you were the chairman for many years, longer than most, uh, some people will say that you conformed to Cuomo when Cuomo was in power. Uh, what, what say you about uh, no, that? No, let's stop. Let's, uh, so, first of all, change the word conform. It did not conform to Cuomo. I had to operate, right? We had, there was a certain level of operation. So, I'll be clear, the state legislature, including Mr. Walzik, mm-hmm. right, yeah. voted to cede power, to hand over their power to the governor. Mm-hmm. They created the atmosphere that created a single guy, a single man rule mm-hmm. in New York State, which was flawed to begin with, right? right? And secondly, and so we should have never been put in that position to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And then the governor clearly, so it was a state of emergency. I, I had to do my job, right? Right. right. The governor was in charge of the state of emergency at the at the state level. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the state of emergency at the county level, mm-hmm. along with 57 other heads of counties, mm-hmm. right, that mm-hmm. were in charge, and or 56 others. I'm sorry, 57 right. total. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was the five boroughs, and that was but that was the mayor. So sure. all 57 of us were under the same pressures mm-hmm. that we that I found myself in and trying to react and. Uh, there's we we did push back a lot, mm-hmm. and I had constant communication. I you know Ryan McMahon, I had constant communication with him. There are other Republican heads of counties throughout the region that we were in, the North Country region, mm-hmm. the seven counties, and many of them were Republicans too. So we all were under the same, we were all under the same conditions, and we pushed back a lot, mm-hmm. but ultimately. Because of the state legislature vote, that put us in that put the governor in control of the whole situation. And it is, you know, it's it's, you know, Fox outrage, mm-hmm. you know, for people to go around now and say, oh, you know, you we got one man rule in Albany. Well, you voted for it, right? <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I mean, you created the situation. Don't come back and tell us how we're doing everything wrong. After you created the situation that put us there, right, right. Well, no, good point. And again, I, I get being in New York State as a Republican, as a conservative, it is tough. Uh, ultimately, you do yeah. have to cross the aisle, Scott. So I understand that. I appreciate yes. that. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. And that was part of my job. If you want me to, if you wanted me to work with a Republican governor, then you should elect one, right? Right. right. If we want a red wave. Right, which a lot of us do. We all do. We want a red wave. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a red sea out there to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. We have to have people on the ground who are committed to electing Republican officials, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is clear. If we cannot do it all entirely on our own, we need people behind us. We right. need people behind a Republican governor candidate, mm-hmm. right? right? And that's the only way we're <laughs> going to change this and we're going to get things turned around and going to get more balance of power. It is highly unlikely that we are going to see assembly in our lifetime going to be rebalanced, right? right. And it's going to clearly be, uh, have, you know, right now it's a supermajority. Mm-hmm. And so it requires us to work across the aisle, 
I have that experience, sure. right? And the Senate is, you know, possibility, but it's a still a longer shot. Mm-hmm. The governors, where are you going to capture? Where are you going to capture some sort of balance of power? If if we did get a Republican a, governor, yes. Yes, we should. We should be focused on that. I know. You know the people that want to should be, you know, should be creating the Red Sea where the red wave comes from. True. Well, it, it, well and, you know, if there's ever an opportunity, and I've talked to people in the know, and you're in the know as well, that this is the time because Hochul is not, you know, she's an incumbent, but she was never elected. This would have probably been a little bit stronger for the Democrats, more so than, say, for instance, if Dave Patterson had run when he was still governor. Yeah. Of course, Obama and others right. said, don't do that. It's a bad idea. They're not saying that to Hochul. Yeah. She has a lot of things against her. And, yes, as a legislator, you still have to work with whoever's in, in there, Republican or not, and you've proved that to yeah. us. Scott, that's for sure. Yeah. But, but well, ultimately, you have to deliver for your district, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Right. You got to be able to deliver something. You got to provide. So let's let's just be clear. We're we're, we're running for an, for a minority for uh, the minority conference in the assembly, right? Mm-hmm. Constituent services are going to be extremely important, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I have that experience. I have customer service experience, right? Prior experience is go- and prior experience working across the aisle is going to be extremely important, right? If there's and I have that, I have that experience. So mm-hmm. if anybody's going to be able to deliver something for this area, right. you, you know, for us to get our correct representation out of the area, mm-hmm. we don't need a lot of gimmicks. We don't need a lot of uh, you, you, you know showboating and stuff like that we need somebody that will get it, go in there and get get some jobs done and get some things done and bring something back for this district bring some assistance back bring some attention back to this district yeah by the way speaking of uh, people in the assembly Ken Blankenbush uh, gave you an endorsement uh, tell us uh, how, uh, what, what do you feel about that yeah that's great I mean I worked with Ken while we were in the Jefferson County Legislature I was actually there before he got there and then he served as chair I was his finance chair uh, I have a great working relationship. I will tell you right now, Ken, again, comes from a small business experience, right. and uh, it, Ken does a remarkable job at providing constituent services, mm-hmm. right? And that's what continues to get him elected, mm-hmm. right? He's excellent at his um, at constituent services, and he knows when to speak up, and he knows when to fight back, and he also can deliver for his district. And I... Listen, I would. I'm, there's no more person that I'd rather have endorsing me than maybe Senator Ritchie, which yeah. is a good friend of mine. Right. But I, Ken Blankenbush would be the person, right? Yeah, well, that's and, awesome. And, and, and put- of course, I have Jim Wright also, who's been there, done that, mm-hmm. and knows what what it takes in Albany to get the job done. If I'm not mistaken. So I take those two people and say they've done something. They've actually done something in Albany. Mm-hmm. So, well, And Ken, if I'm not mistaken, yep. is a fellow Carth- uh, Carthage resident, resident rather, is he not, or from Black River? Where's Ken from? Black River. Yeah, Black Exactly. Well, that's good. So, all right, no, let me, yep. I mean, as far as assembly, you know, and again, being in the minority in, in Albany and whatnot, you, you would be a, you'd be a rookie in Albany, uh, uh, Scott, but that, not, not a rookie to politics, mind you. But what would be your first step? I mean, there's so many things that you'd want to do, but even if you wanted to accomplish great things, like bring things to the, to the River District, what is your plan as, as assembly person if you got the gig? 
so I mean, you're going to go down there, and you, so first of all, my first thing is to, is to you know continue to get to know the district, right? That is going to be all important. We have a hundred days to find this race. It is not a fall camp. It is a fall campaign, but I mean, it's a hundred day decision, right? Mm-hmm. So we're you know racing back and forth across the district, trying to you know trying to understand it better, right? Mm-hmm. Especially St. Lawrence County and. Uh, so that's going to be the big thing, right? And to try to do things and find out what's important to the people down there mm-hmm. in the district. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, go to Albany and just say, you know, listen, I ha- know people in the conference already. Mm-hmm. I know, obviously, the minority leader. Mm-hmm. I know the um, definitely minority leader. Mm-hmm. So I, I will have pretty good standing in the conference mm-hmm. when I get there. Uh, you know, from prior um, prior knowledge of these of these people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'll take whatever the needs are and try to address them and bring some help back from the state. Which is great. So, I mean, it, uh, it, do you see? Do you notice? I mean, uh, personally, I notice a difference in ideology and just. I mean, despite the fact that St. Lawrence County is literally adjacent to Jefferson County, I see a dynamic difference between us and them. I, 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 we're all people. We have ten fingers, most of us, toes, two eyes. But do you see a dynamic difference in the actual River District going all the way up through Waddington and Messina back down here to Watertown, Scott? Yeah, actually, you know, Watertown uh, and our river communities are very fortunate, right? Yeah, sure. Um, are, they're very active communities. They're growing. You know, we've had a great, um, you know, we're, we have a great announcement and uh, Convolt and Digitech. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a tremendous amount of opti- optimism. There's some jobs being created. The hatchery that just announced last week. Right. Those are all done by things that, you know, supported by county actions, mm-hmm. right? We, you know, doing the infrastructure out for the industrial park where Convolt's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we're setting the stage for development. Mm-hmm. We have a great idea right now working. So we see a lot of good things happening. There's, you know, just, I think there's reason to feel good. Our waterfront communities are tremendous, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sackets Harbor, mm-hmm. Clayton, Alex Bay, Cape Benson mm-hmm. going through, uh, you know, going through transformation mm-hmm. and, you know, our waterfront communities. And, and you go up to St. Lawrence County and there's a lot yet to be done up there. Um, and, and one of the things that I have talked about is taking some officials from, the Clayton area mm-hmm. and or Alex Bay mm-hmm. and or Cape Vincent, mm-hmm. but Clayton area, which has really gone through a transformation. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, you know, the Frank Park that we talked about, you know, Frank Park, remember that? Yeah, right, 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 exactly. Not too, not too long ago, now it's a vibrant hotel. It's like a four-star hotel, activity, yeah, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, and take that overlay, take that same overlay and put it over Augensburg and say, okay, you know, there's a lot to be done here. Mm-hmm. You've got industrial sites on one side of Augensburg. You've got state sites on the other side of Augensburg, mm-hmm. all occupying waterfront. The community just needs the, the community needs some positive uh, vision going forward, and some uh, it just restore hope in that community. They they seem to be a little, um, you know, I it just they seem to be you know like when is when is somebody going to notice us up here? Right. Clearly. I mean, I was up in Messina on Monday, and you would think that they haven't seen anybody from elected office up there in years. Hmm. I mean, people were long conversations on porches and steps and, you know, people saying, come in, sit down. Right. <laughs> you know, it was just, I, I, you're, they're overwhelming, uh, you know, the welcoming you get 
when you go into those communities, and people just want to feel like they're important. So, are you, think, are, you know, are you saying perhaps they, that they, other they, rep- they, yeah, to get to New York State, and and, and I think it's going to be important, mm-hmm. and that's going to be one of my main messages. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's talking with the governor's staff or whomever in in Albany, is mm-hmm. that listen, these people, these every they matter. Mm-hmm. These people matter sure. in this community, well, me, and they deserve some attention. Let me ask you: I mean, Are you saying at any given time that you know, rather they're they're being ignored, like Glenn Close's character in? Uh, <laughs> In uh, fatal attraction, like they're, they're, she's not, they're not they seeing representation like I, from they, Albany. I get the sense that they feel like they're being ignored. Yes. Right? Isn't that, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, fascinating. I mean, th- this is good stuff. Now, again, uh, it, all along, you, 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 I think you really want this, uh, Scott, because from the beginning you say you're qualified for this. You're, are you? But some people accuse you of being a career politician. I know this topic came up today. Are you a career politician, Scott? Oh, well, let me see. Hmm. Let's, let's think about that statement. Right? And I don't even know if that's a good or bad thing. Yeah, yeah, let's look at it. Go ahead. Well, you're telling somebody you don't have any experience, right? When you're saying, well, he's a career politician. Uh, in other words, I don't have any experience, hmm. right? Is that somebody you really want to send to Albany? Hmm. You want to send somebody to Albany that doesn't have any experience, doesn't know what they're doing, right. and gonna, you know, it's going to have to take uh, probably the better part of the first two years to, to learn the job. Hmm. L- look at, you know... It, it took me a couple of years to learn the job as chairman, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take you that much more or that much or more mm-hmm. to learn the job as assemblyman if you have no experience. Right. You're going right. to spend the first two years just like feeling your feeling around, right? Right. Right. And then, so let's let's then let's peel that back a little further, right? Yeah. Who's she endorsed by? A career politician, right? Who happens Somebody to be the guy that, 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 that the, the same private, job you're vying for? Though. Worked in never worked in the private sector. Hmm. He's a career politician, right? Mm-hmm. And who else is a career politician? Senator Ritchie, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking, you know, Mark uh, on the endorsement. But if she's opposed to career politicians, then she should say, Mark, no, thank you. I don't need the endorsement, mm-hmm. right? But if you're going to be, if you know, let's look at career politicians. Mark is one. Senator Ritchie is one. Eddie Ritchie is one. Right? I can, can, I think Ken you, Blankenbush uh, might be one. I would argue, and, yeah. Well, Ken, Ken's had uh, you know other careers. I'd yeah. argue until the day is long mm-hmm. that Patty has served us well, mm-hmm. and, and I'll stand by that statement always, every every day. So, so uh, Patty has served this district well for mm-hmm. twelve years as senator, and before that she was county clerk. She's right. always been an elected official. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and again, and I, I'm not saying that's good or bad, but a lot of people perceive it that way because people want term limits. Term limits. Let's face it, politicians have been on, you know, the, under scrutiny for, for obvious reasons in recent years, forever for that matter, but certainly in recent years. Yeah. But let me ask you. Yep. And, so and, so I, let, me, let me just yeah. let's stop right there. Yeah. Uh, term limits, right? Right. Term limits, then you are essentially turning over the keys to all the staff mm-hmm. in Albany. That's, they're going to run it, right? And you're just going to come in, you're going to pass through. And they're going to run the operation. You're going to go in there working for the staff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Term limits should be, in my opinion, should be for the leadership. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, you know, the Speaker of the Assembly, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, not a bad idea. You know, term limits should be in those key positions. Mm-hmm. So the so the, um, the the power structure is is changing over, mm-hmm. right? That's the critical part, I think, of this. No, <laughs> I get that. so, and so, and again, I know this came up in, on today's uh, hotline show as well. That you don't want to, you never did want to uh, debate 
your, your, your competitor. But I got to ask you, is that because if she was a politician prior, that it would be more suitable for a debate? But since she's not, doesn't have political experience, it's not worth it for you to debate someone without political experience. Yep. Okay. Is that so, what? Is so that, two things on that. Two things on that. One, one, I would have debated my opponent, mm-hmm. and I'm and I was willing to debate my opponent. Right. Mm-hmm. Channel Seven, in my opinion, was the place to do it. Mm-hmm. I was not organizing it. I would never agree to a debate that's organized or sponsored, quote-unquote, sponsored right. by an opponent mm-hmm. ever, not her, not anybody else, right? right? And no politician that, or you know, no elected official or nobody running for office that has any experience would ever agree to uh, participating in a debate that's organized by the uh, opposing candidate, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's not even heard of. So, um, so I did decline that debate. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we contacted Channel Seven, WWNY, yeah. asked if they would do a debate. Uh, I think it would provide the panel of journalists, yeah, sure. uh, a professional panel of journalists, right? Mm-hmm. The people right. are paid and right. educated in this field. Right. It would provide uh, the broadest reach to all of uh, no doubt all of the entire district. Sure, and then and some. It would, uh, the demographics. The demographics of the people that reach, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to expect somebody that's, you know, elderly to get in their car and drive from Messina to Watertown to watch it to see a debate. No, I get it. I get no. it. Although we could yeah. have done it on yeah. the radio, but that's not so. either. Yeah, but yeah. that, but that's yeah. your reason. But, but so. let's just say if Channel Seven did org- orchestrate it, you would have had a debate then. But it's surprising how yes. this is a big race. Yes. I mean, this came out of nowhere because obviously Senator Richie yeah. re- retired. We know the whole story. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm the assemblyman. I'm a perfect fit for that. Gets the endorsement from Stefanik. That caused a big mess, in my opinion. And then, of course, the, 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 nonetheless, that was an open seat for you. Hey, I'm the guy with 20 years of legislative experience. That's my gig right there. So at that point, regardless of who runs against you with or without political experience, I'm just surprised that Seven or someone else didn't have a sanctioned debate because despite the fact that this right. is a primary, this is an important race that we have here, Scott. So that's yeah, why I ask. Absolutely. And the other thing, and my focus was, and I, and I said it right from, right out of the gate, I said it, and I maintained it all the way through, I'm running for the seat, my case is going to be made to the voters directly, I'm going to talk directly to the voters, I don't need my opponent right. in order to do that, right? My, my opponent, there is another person running for the seat, it's up to her to make the case to the voters, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, she can't make that case, so that she's gone negative, right? So... You know, if you look at her record, it's you know she's got a terrible record of public service. So, it, what limited experience she does have? So, so I've made my case to the voters public uh, directly. I have a record that if you look at my total body of work over 20 years, you will find something you don't like, but you'll find many things in there that you like, mm-hmm. right? That I've done that I think I've done well, right? I think I'm best positioned to continue to serve this district. Okay. I'm taking my case to the voters directly. My opponent can take her case to the voters directly. The best person will win, in my belief. And it's a big day because today it's less than a week away. It's six days away, Scott. Yep. So. Yes. Yes. Um, look at the resumes. Look at the resumes and look at the background to the of the um, you know of the of the two candidates in this race. Give me give me so. your website. Give me a website, Scott. Uh, it is uh, greatforassembly.com. Gotcha. And you're also on Facebook. Scott, thank you for, uh, for calling in today. I know you were going to be in. I know you're all over the place, and I understand that. you got six days left. Good yep. luck, and uh, you know we, uh, we wish you well. We'll be talking to you soon, Scott. 
Sounds good. Appreciate it, Glenn. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Scott Gray, ladies and gentlemen, candidate for the uh, 116th River District, or otherwise the Assembly District, otherwise known as the River District. i got to do a break. We'll be back right after this. We'll have Joe Stanley on. Career politician Lee Zeldin voted for all of Andrew Cuomo's... In your vote on primary day, June 28th. Pete Barnett, thank you. I don't know if Scott... Uh, well, so, sorry, that was Scott Gray earlier. I don't know if Joe Stanley was trying to call in. I have no clue. So someone was. So if whoever that was, I don't know if it was Joe. If Joe might have forgotten. He might have given up on me. Whatever. I don't see a text from him. Sometimes he'll do that. The life of Glenn Curry. Yesterday I was in the wrong hour on the uh, log here. I was like an hour behove, ahead of myself or behind. That's why I didn't have any music. I didn't have this music. And now I notice in the recent days I've been muted by uh, a, a lot of the shows that uh, I, I post on Facebook. And in the very beginning, I played the song Lena. Lena, Lena. Le, no, Layla. <laughs> I've been playing it how many years now? I forgot the name of the song by uh, uh, Derek Domino. Uh, uh, Derek and the Dominoes. And uh, that, but because that's copyrighted, uh, I, all of a sudden, a lot of the shows have been what they refer to as muted. As in, you know, you try to play them in certain countries, you can't. I was like, oh, that's great. Uh, so I wonder if, you know, the more, you know, uh, and, and as far as timing is concerned, and what's going on in New York State with his son at 36 years old running for the uh, uh, governor's race. And then also with what's happening on, on Capitol Hill. Again, it's irony. It's a coincidence. Uh, yes, his son is running. It was the reason why Rudolph Giuliani was in Watertown. I don't know if he'll ever be back here again at 78 years old and beyond. But uh, he was campaigning for his son at the same time uh, when the, uh, the January 6th hearings are going on. So he was here Monday. And if those hearings, for instance, actually were broadcast like they were live here the very next day, he literally would be in the same facility that basically is, is condemning him <laughs> because we were espousing, obviously airing live uh, what was going on uh, with the Adam Schiff show uh, and, uh, and the Liz Cheney show, whichever which way you want to look at it. But uh, if you listen to and like even five minutes of it, Rudolph Giuliani's name came up uh, many times. In fact, Tuesday, yesterday, there was more emphasis on the so-called collusion between uh, a former president, uh, Donald Trump, and, uh, and, and uh, Giuliani and the tapes and, and the electoral college and the votes and, you know, the, these negotiations. Hey, this girl does this. What can we do here? Uh, compelling stuff. That, <clears throat> that's for sure. But the obsession the third grade, I guess it's the third round of the uh, of the impeachment trials, once again, to a guy that they're just, they don't want to be president again. And again, I'll say it again and again. I was talking earlier to a couple of people about the same exact thing. Britt Hume said it. Britt Hume said it right on this radio station. So look out for the things that you want in life, Democrats. You might just get it. Because at this, you know, the best thing you might want is, is to, you know, if you want to p- push Trump out of running in 2024 with some type of conviction on the Hill saying, by law, this a certain law says, oh, he jumped the bounds, he can't run for president again. If that's what you want, look out, because that could open the door for a guy that can beat you in 2024. Look, I love Donald Trump. I thought he did great stuff, and he got the ball rolling. We're supposed to be in the second term of Hillary Clinton. I say that again and again. Jeb Bush was supposed to lose to Hillary Clinton in 2016. That did not happen. Instead, uh, 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 Trump became president, 
And then the, 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 uh, the, the Democrats scrambled. Hillary was long gone. The field was horrible with guys like Booker and, and Warren and Kamala Harris, uh, Kubachar and, 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 and uh, the, the guy from Mad Magazine, who is our transportation secretary, who more than likely will be the president of the United States one day. It was a joke. So who did they pick? The guy with cognitive challenges who would refer to go home and listen to the record player during a debate. I was, I was feeling sorry for the guy. They took him out of the closet. He was supposed to be doing business with his drunken son. But instead, they ran him because he's the only guy that could have beaten uh, Donald Trump. And he's our president right now. So look out for what you want, Democrats. You could screw it up for yourself. I can't, I can't even talk for some reason. What's the matter with me? Hi, you're on the air. Standing, or wherever you are. You're on the air. Yeah, you, uh, is Joe going to be calling you in? I don't know. I, I, let me just check. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? I've got to make sure that Joe's... I, I don't want to get. I don't interrupt you. I appreciate you. Hi, is this Joe? Hey, how you doing, sir? Oh, good. Uh, let me, uh, let me, all right, call me up after the show, okay? Call me up. I got to c- go back to Danny. All right, thank you. Sorry. Danny, it's not Joe. I think we lost him today. Go ahead. Okay. Excuse me. I, I was sitting there eating a nice piece of cold watermelon. Uh, you should give me some because I can't even today's talk right great, now. Today's a great day for ice-chilled watermelon. It is. It's anyway, hot and humid, no doubt. I'm a, I want to make a couple comments here. Yeah, of course. When you were talking to uh, uh, Scott Gray, yeah. and by the way, I'm going to vote for him. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to call him a hotline, but uh, there was no way to get through, and I, I didn't want to interrupt him tonight, too. So anyway, but I, I think he's fit for the job. I think he'll do fine. He's got he's got all the talents, experience, and what have you. I think that's what we need up here, since we're never going to have anybody in the minority party down there from up here. Anyway. Is that an endorsement? Well, I can call him an endorsement if you want. I'm going to vote for him. Well, you're Danny Demo- you're, you're Danny Democrat. That's, well, a, that's like an endorsement. Uh, no, I like him, and I respect him, and I think he's smart. If, if, if it wasn't, I'd be the first one to say I'm not going to vote for him. Oh, there but you go. In this case, I am because I think, he, I think he'd do a good job for us. Okay, there you go. But anyway, I, I wanted to make uh, two callers yesterday called up after I talked to you, uh, the gun nut and Daphne, which always called, <clears throat> waiting in the bushes for me out there. And, and I, I Grassy just want to say this, say this for the record. I'm sure some other people in the audience maybe agree with me. Maybe they yeah. don't. I don't know if they do or not, but it's just from me, my own feeling. Right. I'm tired of the insults and uh, defamation by the gun. I'll just leave it at that. Right. And Duffney called me a liar on the air when I said no Democrats ever won up here in this district, uh, this area. Well, I knew Bill Owens ran. Right. He, he took the job via an appointment uh, and had a one-year appointment and then got reelected. Right. Uh, when John McHugh took the job for the Department of the Army, a sector of the Army, right. under Obama. Right. Remember that? Exactly. Yeah, of I course. Because I even tried to compete for that myself. But wow. anyway, I, I know the facts. I didn't, like the, I didn't like the idea he called me a liar. All right. And, uh, and secondly, Bill Owens was the first Democrat ever elected in the old 23rd District in this area, for this area, right? As a Democrat, yeah. In 138 years. So I, I was kind of right, wasn't I? Well, when I said it's pretty hard for a Democrat to get elected. Well, I mean, there were there were others. Years. We've had assembly leaders who were Democrats. I'm uh, at the Congress. Yeah, I, I know. But I, I, I guess it, you know, when we talk about upstate, we talk about political uh, offices both here, there, the, for the state, Congress, in the district, whichever, uh, it, we have some representation from the Democrats. But, yes, pre- predominantly yes. this has been a Rockefeller stronghold uh, for Republicans. And no doubt about it. And when you were talking it. to Scott, you, you mentioned something about Governor Holcomb. You said she's never been elected. Uh, she was never elected as governor. 
Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, no, I, that's she what I meant. Running mate for Andy Cuomo in 2014. No, nah, no, no one cares about the no one. No one's no, vote, no, no one's voting for the uh, lieutenant governor. In no, fact, no, no, nine I, out of nine New Yorkers don't even know who the lieutenant governor is because eight out of nine been, New Yorkers I, I don't know who the governor never, is. She had never been elected office. She was a member of Congress too, you know. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's fine, but she was never again. As far as you know, this district is concerned, and for that matter, downstate New York. When was the last time we had an upstate governor? This is the time to run. Harry Wilson spelled it out. I, I, maybe I misunderstood you when you said it that way, but I, I was going to correct the record. But anyway, that's on a statewide level, she has not been elected on a statewide level, not even close. No, that's true. That's true. She hasn't. So, but I, I, you know, she's trying to do a good job. She's no, made she's some not. Gaps. She's horrible. She hasn't made gaps. She's horrible. horrible. And again, what what Rudolph said the other day, he, he has more details about it than I do, is that it's not necessary for a medium-sized market like Buffalo, beautiful city. Don't get me wrong, but no bigger than smaller than Pittsburgh, smaller than Cincinnati. They don't need a $1.4 billion facility, Danny. That's a waste of money. And the collusion with how her husband take, gets a, uh, the money from this, that, and the other thing, that's awfully suspicious. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I didn't like how she was looking for disciples at the First Baptist Church there in Brooklyn, like days after she became our governor. She just became way, way too confident. But that's me. That's me. Yeah. One other know. thing, uh, when you and Scott were talking about term limits, yeah. we have term limits. Uh, how do we have term limits? It's called elections. Uh, oh, come on. Stop, Danny. No, that, that's cruel. That, 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 that sounds like a soundbite, but that's actually true. The term limits is up to the voters. Uh, th- I mean, do you think Max? I mean, here's the thing. When Maxine Waters stops breathing, I can guarantee you, Danny, she's still going to be a congressman. Congressperson, excuse me. Well, I, 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 I was quite a leap from what we were talking about. No, here. I just there's too many people that are sitting in powerful places that need to move on. They, re- I, they really are. Okay, and Maxine say, and many others. I can say the same thing about somebody on your side, Chuck Grassley. Oh, I, hey, I'm with you. Uh, let's let's th- 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 throw some out he's there. He's running for re-election. He's 90 years old now. Uh, uh, where, what state is he from? Uh, Iowa, right? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't like it either. Um, yeah. AOC's, AOC, unless she wants to run against Gillibrand, which they still think she will and she'll beat her, uh, AOC more than likely will remain uh, and one day probably become the Speaker of the House and, for that matter, become President of the United States. But she's a forever politician. She's not going anywhere, Danny. Yeah. That's for sure. She'd, ne- she'd never get my vote. And, by the way, if she didn't look as pretty as she does, I know that's sexist and it's, you know, call me a misogynist, call me whatever you want. There's no way in the world that AOC would be a household name. She's beautiful. That's at the end of the day she is. She is a, the Avita uh, of the United it. States. Unfortunately, a lot of people do measure people that way. When I know. It's long. true. It's true. You know, and and like girls especially. I think his wife is great. You know, you're voting for the candidate for the issues and the policy and the positions that they hold. I know, but that's a bunch of crap. you got to look good, too. Here, here's the reason why. The greatest voice of all time, there's many vo- great voices, Carly Simon being one, uh, and so many others, uh, uh, Barbara Streisand. But your Mama Cass had a beautiful voice. Had a gorgeous voice, but she was never going to be the diva that she she should have been because she was Mama Cash. She was three hundred pounds, <laughs> and, and and that's unfortunate because women are more scrutinized to be the next Britney Spears or to look like that. You know, have big boobs and yeah, well, beautiful I'm hair. Go that's to unfair. My, my mother. Last I checked, Garth Brooks is not the most handsome guy in the world, but he's a billionaire, and it's unfair for women. That's all I'm going to like say. Like I said, I'm not going to go down that road because my mother was heavy. Well, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm just oh, talking about people that that make it because of the AOCs of the world, because they look beautiful, they have perfect skin, perfect teeth, perfect eyes and hair, uh, not to mention a very sleek body that says tax the rich. Somebody, I would never vote for somebody for those reasons, not, not myself. I do. Me. I'm the most vain person in the world, but that's me. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. Uh, that was a good interview with Scott, and Jeff did a good uh, good interview today. And as I said, I, I'll vote for him. I, I, I've, I've liked him for a long time. 
I think he'll do a good job for him, a representative up here. Yep. And I think he will cross the lines and try to get the best he can for the district. There you go. All anyway, right. that's my two cents. There you go. The endorsement from Danny Francis. For better or worse, there you have it. 11 minutes before the hour. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, I've said this a million times. You're completely right. Like, the, the tall, the tall, good-looking guy gets the job at National Grid. Right. Happens all the time. Is that that's right? who gets elected. Hmm. That's how just things are. That's who, like, the highest-paying, most sought-after female position that isn't something that's as professional right. is a, a pharmacy sales. Well, so oh, a yeah. girl that Big goes time. around and sells pharmaceuticals they're, they're beautiful. gets paid as much as the pharmacist right, right. at the actual store does. Sure. And they only have to have a degree in anything. Right. That's what the requirement is by the pharmaceutical. They want to have a degree in anything. Right, right. And yeah. so, but they have Not to mention the affairs with a lot of doctors. And, no, to, and I've known a lot of them. Yeah. And I tell you what, they, you know, that's, that's what makes the world go round. And sure. I'll tell you something, too. Yeah. I lost a bunch of weight about three years ago. Right. People talk and act different to me. Really? No. Oh. Isn't that weird? Hmm. I think I'm just a better looking guy because I weigh eighty pounds less. Wow. Same same I'm I'm the same uh you know, what do you want to say? Uh, uh same lefty cranium head. Right, no, no yeah, yeah. You're the same guy. But you lost eighty pounds. Same guy. Yeah, but I'm still you know, I'm still miserable. I still treat people the same way, whether right. it's good or bad, right. you know, everything's in there. But right. things like that do make a difference to people. It you know, does. it's kinda of strange and I'm and I'm there too. It's unfair though. Buddy Jeff Graham, Would you agree it's unfair? It's unfair. It's unfair. Sorry, go ahead. It is. I was just going to say, your buddy Jeff Graham, yeah. he is only interested in whatever the best-looking female running for office is, regardless of what party. He's got that big poster. Every single time. He's got the huge poster in his yard of the woman uh, who's the governor of South Dakota. I forget her name. Uh, Naomi Watts. What the hell's her name again? She's the governor of I South Dakota. Heard, yeah, he's I got a huge sign. She's not even running, and he's, and he's got a sign for. I don't, he must have had that designed by Inkwell or something. But it says, uh, oh, so, yeah. "Yeah, for president." It's like because she's gorgeous. Yeah, and then what, what? What was the girl, Kristen something or another? Who was? That's uh, the one. That's the one. That that's the one, Kristen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's she went out with Dombrowski, the guy from North uh, New Hampshire, who pulled the arm of the CNN correspondent and got fired. Yeah, but the it was the same thing when it was Sarah Palin and the same yeah. thing with Elise and just right. all the, which, which I got no problem with. It's like, hey, right. better people make you know better days. Does, I mean, that's does, just does that mean he's going to endorse uh, Claudia Tenney? I, I'm pr more than likely going to endorse Claudia Tenney. Oh, for that and, matter, and, Susan and, and Duffy. My, my endorsement means little, nothing, but I, I, I would endorse Scott Gray. There you go. He's come. He's come a long ways. He really, really has. He sounds very sincere, and I don't, didn't like the same as other people were saying the same thing when he kind of seemed to be up Cuomo's butt. But I tell you what, there was a time right at the beginning when if Cuomo had run for president right that minute, he would have won right. three to one over Trump. Would have just because he was that popular, that quick, right. and then all of a sudden everybody saw it through him. But right. I've got a real serious question to ask, and I got to go real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna, are are you related to John Kerry? Uh, no, I am not re related to John Kerry. The, you mean, the, uh, oh, uh, uh, here we go again. I, I, thought you, I thought you'd get that one. Oh, That's you mean, uh, oh, from uh, from Jason? Yeah, like, uh, you know, Glenn Kerry. Yeah, you know, I know. I just thought you'd... He called, I, I no, thought no, he doesn't say Kerry. He says Kerry. No, he no, he says it differently. It's Kerry. Like, it's karaoke. Like, it's Kerry. Like, the, he adds three syllables. I know, syllables. but then he real carefully said curry, yeah. like the spice. Right, and he, he got like, it right. But he has... And so I know, but some people, I think they just have trouble with a certain word for some reason. They just can't get it into their head. I yeah. don't know well, what it is. But consider it's, the source. It's kind of strange. But listen, I got to do this break. I got to get out of here. Okay. All we'll right. let you go. Bye bye now, don't you? Know? Uh, and you know what? I, I, once again, two days in a row, I lost the break. I don't know what's going on here. 
I got to bring Ken in here one of these days and explain that something is up here, and I don't know why. Don't know why. All right, turn the radio off. Hello? Who's this? Oh, it's, it's a, uh, the Clayton guy. Hey, Clayton, how are you? What's happening? Clayton, Yankee fan. Yes. Hey, one quick thing. I don't want to throw a thing on there, but we have to remember that Scott Gray, during uh, COVID there, he was turning businesses into Albany that he didn't think was right. Remember the Can-Am deal? Uh, well, Can-Am, and, and I know he had some controversy when he was on his boat at Lake Bonaparte, and uh, some well, people didn't like there, how he moved the Waddington yeah, from the Bassmasters. He was turning the local businesses into Albany, and we, we can't forget that. And uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, again, uh, uh, COVID, uh, I, 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 was there what? Point the finger at, like, any given uh, politician during COVID. Did anyone do anything that was right or wrong during that period, though, Greg? I mean, i got to challenge you well, on that. Well, no, but what, what bugs me, though, is, is that, and I'd say all the county legislatures there, is that they should have had our backs, and they just did what Albany wanted. They, they, they didn't fight for us. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, again, that's my own opinion there's, anyway. There, no, no. When uh, you're turning in that kind of, when you're turning in local businesses, that's, that's not right. Yeah, so. and yet some people, not me, not you, by the way, but uh, some people look at that as, uh, that, w- that, me- that was just to save lives. If people were breaking the rules, then, then you gotta, you got to turn them in, right? Is that right? Well, yeah, but they, it ended up where they weren't breaking the rules. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you know, because nothing ever became of that uh, with the Can-Am deal. Right. He called Albany on him and wanted to check and see if they had a case and this and that. Right. Um, you know, that's that's neither. And when you say term limits, when right. uh, they say about the uh, the you have elections, you you remember Rangel in uh, in New York City, the congressman? Uh, yeah, R- Rangel. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Harlem. Yeah, he was under indictment yeah. or got convicted for the tax fraud. Right. Was censored by the Congress. Right. And got 85% of the vote. Yeah, right. Oh, oh you know, how about this? I'll go a step further than that. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Marion Berry was the former mayor of Washington, D.C. back in the 80s yes, and 90s or 70s. Right. And, yep. and they, they, they caught him and his mistress in a hotel room uh, smoking crack cocaine. And he was still elected. Still elected. <laughs> Same thing with uh, uh, no, you have yeah, to, Rangel. And that's why there we, we need fresh blood. And I think we really need fresh blood in Albany. Here's the thing. But here's the Everybody. thing. Greg, I got to say, yeah, I, I agree with you. But politics, let, let me just use an example. When people go on a little radio station and jump on a microphone here at 199 Wealthy Avenue, since I've been here, not everybody, but most people, once they get a taste of that celebrity-itis, they change, Greg. They do. So when someone says, I'm going to change, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loyal conservative, I'm a real conservative, and then they get in there, they see the perks, they see the money, they get a chauffeur, you know, all of a sudden women looking, oh, whoa, he, look, he's an assembly person, oh, look at this, and all of a sudden they change, and they become the no, incumbent, and they become part of the problem, and that happens way too often. So whenever someone well, says, I'm going to make a difference, that, I'm, I'm weary of that. That's why if you had term limits, then they then they know they'd have six years, four years, whatever, right. and then they could and they you know because they wouldn't be in, in there long enough to, to get corrupt. Uh, I I agree, I agree, but sometimes it's just and again, a lot of times we talk about for instance Lee Zeldin. Oh, Lee Zeldin, he just you know kissed uh, uh, Cuomo's ass, did whatever he wanted to do, uh, and then the same accusations go against say uh, Scott uh, Scott Gray and others. But I, in in a blue state, I, is that a necessary evil? Greg, is that you know? Do we have to do that in order to get by? Uh, if you're the minority, I, I would like to think that. Yeah, I I, but like but I, I, that. that's why I would be a horrible politician. I would be the worst politician in the world. Let me tell you another thing: all these pundits out there, 
uh, that said this, that, oh, this guy's wrong. He should be. You know, to, who's to say if you were in the same shoes that you would have to do the same thing? You've got to play the game. I don't like it any better than you do, Greg. But at the end of the day, you've got to play that game somehow or other, especially in New York State. And, one, and I know you're up against the clock, but yeah. one thing that Rudy said that really stuck in my mind, I texted you about it. Yeah. I can't remember the exact numbers, but New York State budget is over $230 million. Right, right. A oh, billion. Billion, billion. Yeah. And Florida's is under $100 billion. Right, and they have one, more, one million more people than we do. Yes, and the only thing that New York does that Florida doesn't have to do is plow the roads. Right. So there's right. got to be something in, in, I mean, that is an astounding number. It, it is. And, and here's another thing. Uh, just as an example, Giant Stadium, uh, the new Giant Stadium, and uh, the, the, the Dallas, uh, the Cowboy Stadium, was built literally the same time frame. And, and one has a dome. One looks like a spaceship. It's, the, it's really the new, I mean, uh, arena, that and SoFi in Los Angeles. They're, they're the premier domes now for obvious reasons. But the one in Dallas, or Arlington, I should say, was built for $1.3 billion. The one without a dome in, in Piscataway, or the, uh, the Meadowlands, was built for $1.8 billion. What, what's, what's wrong with that picture? I mean, that's without a roof, without that huge scoreboard, probably more seats and what it comes down to is the price, once you go over the Mason-Dixon line, particularly in the East Coast, everything goes up by at least 30%. And, and it sucks. Well, but because you got to, it, it just has to be into the politicians. What else? What else is there when, when you get it's union, It's unions, it's this, it's that, insurance, the cost of doing business. And we even see it here. I mean, we have a bunch of what looks look to be like jalopies in terms of housing around here, where the where the average rent is somewhere between eight hundred and twelve hundred dollars a month. I mean, that's ridiculous, Greg. That's absurd. We're, I mean, we're fleecing we're fleecing the poorest people in the state just to live here. That's why people are running out of Jefferson County, especially Watertown. Well, and plus, I talked to a guy, my friend that moved out of New York down to Florida. Yeah, he was telling me the post offices are beautiful. All the buildings are new. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, the rest you know, stop centers. Is, everything is new. Right? Yeah, I, I, I see they're building new rest stop centers on, this, on the throughway. Again, why? Why are you doing that? You just did that 20 years ago. Why are you doing this stuff? They're wasting so much god-awful money. But you know what, Greg? i got to go. i got to finish uh, uh, the show. Right, no problem. But Thanks good talking to you, as always. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's the form. What, we used to call him Clayton Yankee fan. Again, he's not watching the Yankees anymore. Yankees lost last night. Uh, they came back late. But they lost to a really tough and persistent uh, Tampa Bay team. But uh, they still have the best record in baseball. I think they're 50 and 18 or something like that. It's outstanding. What a great year. What a great time to be a Yankee fan. Of course, they still have to play Houston. And Houston beat uh, the Mets last night handedly in Houston. They're the team to watch. All right, listen, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, meaning i got to do something real of legal terms here. That's AM 1240 WE10 Watertown. Makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We do this tomorrow. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth. I'm Peter King in Orlando. President Biden has asked Congress for a federal gas tax holiday for the summer. More from White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The plan would have Congress waiving the 18-cent-per-gallon federal gas tax for three months and hoping that states put on their own tax holidays. It doesn't reduce all the pain, but it would be a big help. The president would call on oil companies to pass the savings